0: passion and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our two podcast.
1: This
2: might be college football heaven.
1: We're back here a lot happening on a Thursday afternoon. Let's check in with Rick who is in Houston. Hello Rick. Hey, good afternoon, Paul. Uh, I had a bit. I Colin then going to talk
3: to you about some boring LSU sports stuff, but but hey, man, uh, Legend and Dominic, man, they've, they've had a roller coaster of a week. Uh, emotionally, they've been up, they've been down, they've been up, they've been down. Kind of feel sorry for them. And
4: then, yeah, I mean, uh, well, I think
1: when you're caught off guard and uh, all of a sudden, I mean, there's a the feeling of Rome of Rome burning uh, is there. It May not be re- reality, but that's how it felt yesterday.
3: Well, you know,
1: man, it's an LSU
3: fan. I'm I'm sitting back enjoying it. Uh, you know, but man, uh, captivating radio with the uh, Sandra and Dustin feud, right?
1: Yeah that that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised that hasn't made it all the way to the networks.
3: So, Hey, uh, I'm surprised that, uh, uh, the, the young man in Tuscaloosa hasn't, hasn't called in already after squirrels call. Cause, uh, squirrel really set you up for that one. Let me ask you a question. Who do you think manufacturers anger quicker, Jim or John from St. Louis?
1: i think john from st louis has has uh some some real imbalance issues so uh i'd, I'd probably i'd probably side with him uh, i think i would
3: too uh the term uh the term bipolar comes to mind yeah it does but that that richard uh that richard e
1: nixon call man <laughs> that
3: that could be up there for call of the year i think yeah um
1: Still, still I, I had somebody the, the whole, other day uh, who hadn't really heard a lot of it. They said, "What's all that about?" I mean, I said, yeah, "It's too hard to explain. You, you, it's, you, it's it's like a soap opera. You need you need to have been there at the beginning." Be there. Yeah, I'm still waiting
3: for his whole explanation of the whole uh, E middle initial. Can't can't wait for that. But uh, but hey, uh, one one shout out to Dominic. Got to tell you, man, I love the young man. The only way I love him. Love him anymore was if he was an LSU fan, but you can't get everything you want. But he's uh, he's awesome. Uh, one last thing, man. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out. I can't remember the the gentleman's name who lost his son in the farming accident.
5: Oh uh, yeah, that was terrible. absolutely can't,
3: can't imagine going through that, and you know, just wanted to, just for what it's worth, just say you know, he's in my prayers. Yeah,
1: I appreciate you saying that. That that might be, uh, it was right around Christmas. That may be uh, That may be one of the saddest stories I've heard in, in a long time. Rick, thank you very, very much. Uh, we are going to uh, pause here from the calls. Ralph Russo from the Associated Press is here. Did you see, hear about this yesterday in the midst of all the Alabama news? And we will get to that. The ACC accuses Florida State of breaching contract and disclosing trade secrets. This is not exactly a friendly affair here between FSU and the league office. Ralph, thank you for being here. I'll talk. To, I want to talk about Alabama in a minute, but let's start with the ACC unwinding, uh, discombobulating. You can figure out what the best phrase is, but it's a mess. Good afternoon.
6: The league is suing. Never great when the league is suing the a uh, a member and a member is suing the league. So I think what almost in some ways it might have gotten lost when the Florida State made this move in December with a lot of bluster and a lot of headlines that it was suing the ACC to try to get out of the grant of rights and basically you know force their way out of the conference. That the ACC made a preemptive strike. The ACC realized this was coming. And it sued Florida State, essentially saying like you don't have any legal right to sue us, <laughs> like you can't sue us. That like you're they liter- And then what they followed up yesterday is basically saying by suing us, you are breaching a contract. So that's great. That's where we are with that. Uh, you know, this is a this is the one of the first steps in what I think is going to be a relatively long process. Like I think in in a normal I don't know, normal. Is there anything normal in college sports anymore, no, Paul? No. But in, in, in certain situations, you could see this relationship saying like, hey, listen, we're not happy, you're not happy, let's figure a way out. The problem is the ACC can't do that because if it lets Florida State out, then it might have to let a whole bunch more out. So, so there's definitely an impasse here.
1: Yeah, and Ralph, one thing you always hear, uh, Greg Sankey and, and other, uh, Greg Sankey, I might stop there because I'm not sure the Big Ten could say that with all the Michigan issues, but y- what you want are, are members being collegial, you get together, you talk about very important issues, it often gets leaked out to the media, but in, in this case, uh, if you're Jim Phillips, the commissioner of the ACC, are you are you going to let Florida State in your meetings when you're talking about trade secrets now?
6: Right. And that's a good point, too. And I'm glad you brought that up. The thing that was also within that filing yesterday is essentially, you know, what the ACC asked a judge is basically say, like, hey, listen, Florida State, they are in breach of contract. What they're doing is destructive to the league. So we don't want them being part of league business. Now, that might seem a little symbolic, but let's play it out to the next step one of the things florida state is trying to do aside from possibly leaving the acc but if it's stuck in the acc it wants to change the revenue distribution right uh, basically say hey we're we're worth more than boston college we should get more than boston college to sum up florida state's argument well it can't do that if it doesn't even have voting rights right <laughs> like it's, it's going to have a hard time doing that anyway but it's certainly not doing it if it's if its representation is not in the room, so that's another complication to all of this, and it's just getting uglier and uglier. And I'm not really sure what the end. I mean, I think the end game is eventually Florida State leaves the ACC, but but I, I don't see any path for this being clean and neat and not a long and arduous process.
1: Ref, you watch college football from a little more distance than we are. We're literally staring into the sun. So we we may lose a, <laughs> a little bit of objectivity, but assuming that Florida state gets out, where are they going?
6: So that's the, the zillion dollar question. And I don't think it's, so I think Florida state fans get very upset about this because they think, well, why wouldn't the sec want us? Or why wouldn't the big 10 want us? And I think that's fair of Florida state fans to think that way. Um, I don't think it's that simple, but I think it's fair for them to think that, hey, we have a good program and people would we – a, we're a desirable program, right? I think the, where it becomes more complicated is not necessarily are you, you know, are you good-looking enough to get a date. I, I, think it's, I think it's more complicated than that. I think it's about, you know, let's just flash over to what's going on in Washington today, yet another hearing on college sports. Like, college sports is going through a massive change right now of, you know, what exactly the relationship between the athletes and the schools and the conferences should be. You know, Florida State is trying to become a free agent in this very uncertain times when who knows by the time this thing plays out is – Like, will the SEC say, listen, like, we wouldn't mind having you, but, like, now we're getting hit with antitrust lawsuits. And and the Big Ten, maybe the SEC, join together to a certain degree and try to sort some of these things out. I think there is so much uncertainty in college sports that it trickles into when you ask that question, where will Florida State land? I don't know, because I don't know what this sport is going to look like in four or five years.
1: Ralph, before you go, I think you know what the next question is. Uh, your view oh, of, yeah. your view of what has been <laughs> happening in the last eight days at the University of Alabama? Uh,
6: yeah, I mean, it feels unprecedented and because everything around Nick Saban is unprecedented. So, of course, his retirement would create unprecedented situations as far as the, the portal opening up and all these great players jumping in. I think the one thing I would say on this, Paul, and I listen, I, I, I definitely understand that to have this happen – is difficult, and it's going to be difficult for your roster. I would suggest that just because you ha- you, you're you not owed replacement players that are as good as the ones you lose. Like, I think that is something that maybe Alabama fans and people, and just in general who are complaining about this, like, there are plenty of players in the portal. They're just not going to be as good as the ones you're saying goodbye to. But that's not necessarily something that is going to should force a rule change.
1: Ralph, thank you. Great to hear from you. And uh, we'll watch the uh, situation uh, with FSU with great uh, interest. Uh, We are heading to the break. Ralph Russo from the Associated Press. We are going to get to your phone calls in a moment. More guests later on. We'll back after this.
7: You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch.
1: We're back, and Sean is in Indianapolis. Hello, Sean. Hey. hey, Paul,
2: always good to talk to you, my friend. Thank you. I wanted to uh, just kind of say what Saban meant to me and then talk a little bit about uh, divorce. I think the thing that makes Saban great to me is, is what an extreme motivator he is. Even in my own personal life, Listening, I'll, I'll listen to some of the uh, lessons uh, that he gives. So for that reason, I'll be uh, really. I'm, I'm really sad that he, he's leaving college football and that we won't be able to, to listen to him more. Um, as far as Kalen DeBoer, DeBoer's uh, replacement is concerned, I'm pretty sure that uh, he went to the national championship, had one of the best offenses in college football. Roma Dunze is going to be a top 10 draft pick, one of his star wide receivers. And in my own personal, I'm from Indianapolis, Paul, but I cover the South for my, my job. So I'm in Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee all the time. And I am quite positive that with the help of some of his assistants that are from the South, they will be able to overcome those uh, cultural differences. And if I could, I'd just share a, a, a quick story. I was in uh, having lunch with one of my customers, and the, 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 one of the ladies had asked me. She said, "Have, have I ever had caramel, caramel, caramel cake?" Huh. And I said, "No, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. I, I've I've never had caramel cake." And she goes, "Well, you are a damn Yankee, aren't you?" <laughs>
1: That's great. <laughs> that is funny.
2: Yeah. So I think I think he will be. Uh, Deboer will be uh, more than fine, and he he'll he really will be able to overcome those those differences. We just have to give him some time.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, nice of you to call in. Let's move along and uh, talk to Jason in Mobile, Alabama. Hello, Jason.
0: Hey, Paul. First time caller. Good to talk with you. Thank you. Hey, yesterday you had Antonio Langham on the show. A great interview. Uh, when I was growing up, one of the dream matchups I wanted to see was 95 Nebraska with the greatest rushing attack ever against that 92 Alabama defense. Who do you think would have won that game?
1: That mm, 95 Nebraska team's often been compared as the best team ever, but uh, I'm going with the Alabama defense. That, that, nobody could Nobody could score on that defense.
0: Yeah, it would have been great. I wish we could have seen that. Hey, who do you think was a better option, quarterback Turner Gill or Jamel Holloway?
1: Who? Uh, probably Turner Gill.
0: Turner Gill, Nebraska. Yeah, Jamel Holloway and Turner Gill. I love uh, those are great matchups. Back yeah, there I mean they're eighties.
1: both. Uh, I got to know Turner a little bit. Turner almost was hired at Auburn about 15 years ago, and I ran into him somewhere and had a nice talk. I really like that guy. I don't, know, I, literally, I don't know what happened either. He was at Buffalo, and uh, have, he went to Kansas and was terrible. Todd is up next in Shelby, Alabama. Hello, Todd. Hey, Paul. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, I want to ask you something. Have you ever been in a fist fight in your life? Uh, I, I, it happened while I was in the CIA, so I'm not allowed to discuss it.
4: Okay, because I wondered if you and Griff and I, man, were authorities on ass-whooping because I have, Paul. But look here, Paul. The oh, hold on a second. I mean,
1: so you you are an authority on it. Can you can you enlighten on us? On ass-whooping, And
4: it ain't that I'm 61 years old and it ain't been that long that I give a grown man one.
1: Oh, no, no, but Todd. No, now, Todd, I'm sorry, on. but I really don't know if I believe that. When, when did
4: that happen? Well, it ain't been that long. But anyway, you let I, man, talk about sticking his foot up Jim's ass yeah. But Paul, if you met not, hey you done met our man. I know I man. I man couldn't whoop Jim's breath. But I'll tell you something. That Kirby Smart stealing from us over here. Well we expect it. Uh the whole damn state is messed up. All they got over there is fat penny and the whole state pulled for Joe Biden, so what the hell do you expect? Hey, hey Todd, what happened to this poor guy that you uh you kicked around? Oh, he went up he he went to the next store to get some beer. And the next thing I know, they were calling me because this guy come in there with all this blood on him and stuff. And I thought he would have me arrested, Paul. But now he bullied he bullied me inside. I whipped his ass in the handicap of the Dollar General. And, I mean, did the police finally show up? They were late to get there because... When I turned him loose, when I reached down to pick up my hat, my keys, him or his brother hit me in the head, oh. but I grabbed big one when he took off the run and I snatched his head down to my waist and I whipped his ass. And when I turned him loose, he was running for his damn car. Now uh was this recently? No, Paul, I was about fifty five. I said fifty four or fifty five. I'm 55 now. And you're
1: going around getting into fights at stores? Hell yeah. Ain't that awful, Paul? Well, it seems seems like maybe that you could have gotten that out of your but system I won't and, be bullied, Paul. I okay.
4: will not be bullied. Okay. And that's what it sounds like. Everybody wanting to pile on Alabama. Alabama people slow down. This is gonna change before the season next year. Quit worrying. We're Alabama and we know how to whip people's ass.
1: Keep repeating that. Uh <laughs> uh. <laughs> Bubba is up next. Are you, you afraid of that guy, Bubba?
8: No, sir. If he keeps telling himself that enough, he'll start believing it himself. Uh, I think the automatic ass whippings are over. Uh, ain't nobody afraid of Alabama. Ain't nobody been afraid of Alabama for a while now. But don't get me wrong. I'm not counting them out. They are the University of Alabama, and they'll always be relevant
1: but they're not going to be Nick. I, I don't know Bubba, why this guy at 55 is getting into fights at, uh, at package stores.
8: Yeah, that's my age, but I will give him credit. I won't be bullied either. I, I can't stand public rudeness and I will call people's hand on it. And, okay. and they tend not to like that because they're not used to it. Right. But, uh, I'll give him credit, but yeah. And I honestly, my sympathy for Alabama is nil. If everybody would just remember just a little while ago when Jeremy Pruitt got ran out of Knoxville, they were like vultures, picking the bones of the Tennessee football roster. They cleaned this out, son. So I'm sorry, people. I have no sympathy for you. Suck it up. Get your football team back together and go play ball. But the youngsters of the Alabama fan base, they don't know football without Nick Saban. Get ready, honey. It's not going to be automatic anymore. You're not going to just show up and intimidate people into into wins and losses. It's not happening. They're going to have to scratch and claw like the rest of us. Good deal. uh, Hey,
1: thanks for the call. Larry is up next. Uh, Hey, Larry.
3: Hello, Paul. I'd like to talk a little Auburn football with you. Sure. You know, like I know that Jimmy Raines is in control of the Auburn um, Athletic Department down there.
1: Pretty powerful. Do you think
3: he'll let – Sir?
1: I said he's pretty powerful. You're right.
3: Yeah. Do you think he'll let um, Hugh Freeze hang around long enough to build Harvard into a championship program?
1: Well, I don't know that, but uh, my guess is he's probably not very happy with some of the things he's seen. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it but I think he will. I mean, Jimmy rain has supported that program for as long as I've been around. So, uh, everybody wants to attack the guy that, that funds the program and, and, and looks after it. But, uh, I would say Jimmy rains probably had, if Auburn had listened to Jimmy rain, they would have saved themselves a lot of money over the years. Johnny B is up next. Uh, Hello, Johnny. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you.
3: Um, you know, I think you and I and everybody could agree that Saban was the best recruiter of all time, don't
0: you think? Sure.
3: So, I, you know, without looking, I'm just going to guess, every year since he's been there for pretty much the whole time, he's had number one or number two recruits. And just before your show came on, I heard another a guy that's on 24-7 Sports It's on here on your show a lot say they were above the 85 scholarship line prior to Saban leaving. They're at 80 now. So if you just look, if Sabin was recruiting number one or two classes all this time, why all of a sudden is the sky falling and we got a guy from, that came from Washington that had less talent and made it to the championship game? I think we're going to be fine.
1: Well, Johnny, I, I don't have any idea, but uh, and I don't think anybody is going to have any idea until the dust settles, but thank you for your confidence. Randy is in Georgia. Hello, Randy.
5: Hey Paul, driving How are you doing?
1: We're doing great, Randy.
5: I have two questions for you, Paul. Yes, sir. And I want to talk. I want. I want to turn that on the DeBoer hire. Uh, I do think that the the DeBoer hire is great. I think Alabama would be fine. Um, I think they would be. They would struggle, but it will. But it's hard to be the standard that Satan was. How many years did Alabama side Taylor DeBoer?
1: Well, I think it's probably four or five, but that doesn't matter Uh, if he works. They'll be happy to re-sign him. And if he doesn't work, they'll be happy to show him the door. That's the way that's college football. David is up next. Uh, Hello, David. Hey, David. Hello, Paul. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul. Can you hear me, Paul? Yes, sir. I sure can.
9: Uh, Yes, I'm a first time caller. I'm from Millport, Alabama. Uh, Paul, I, I was just wondering, college athletics, and I don't want to get your opinion on this, started out as an amateur sports. But what it is today is anything but amateur because of all the money involved, the NIL, the portal, and everything else. But don't you think it would make sense for when a player comes in that they have to sign a contract with the university and if they transfer out and they receive, uh, NIL money, don't you think it would only be fair for the university they're going to, to have to, uh, honor the contract that this player signed?
1: Well, these things as far as far are, uh, it, and again, you've asked a great question here, David, but these are not long-term arrangements. And... There are stipulations, but if somebody, one thing about contracts, if someone's offering you something, you have every right to take it. It's up to the the person issuing the agreement to stipulate how it should be executed. We are up against the break. Thanks for the call. We uh, have a long way to go here on a Thursday afternoon, and we're coming right back.
0: You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.
7: Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Dane is up next in Nashville. Hello, Dane. How you doing, Paul? We are doing Uh, great, thank you. First
10: time calling. I've been... uh, I've been listening to you and following you for a long time. and uh, Thank you. I remember one time we were uh, going down through Alabama and Tennessee. We got down there around Lawrenceburg or something, hmm. and my wife was driving, and I started uh, turning the radio dial, and I found you down there. And she had never heard you before or read any of your articles or anything <laughs> like that. And so – we we get on down through Alabama just a little bit. Ardmore, one of those places down through there. And she goes, "What are they arguing about?" I said, "They're arguing about the Auburn Alabama football game." And she goes, "It's not even football season." I said, "Well, that's what they do. That's what they do down there, you know." argue you, you, about Auburn Alabama. Anyway,
1: the answer to her question is, i we're 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 trying to make a living." That's we're talking. That's why we're talking college football. Well, Paul, the thing about it is, is the almost the more
10: entertaining thing about SEC football is the soap opera that continually swirls around all of it. Uh, that's almost as entertaining as the games to me. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, and then, uh, Legends, a, he's a pretty funny caller. And uh, I like I, man. Uh, somebody needs to tell Jim in Tuscaloosa that Hillary Clinton's coming to take his guns. <laughs> but,
3: uh,
10: uh, listen, my, my my football question is, though, and you'd be the perfect guy to ask, okay, with well, this 12-team playoff coming, is it going to get to be like it is with the uh, NCAA uh, basketball stuff where uh, the number 65, 66, whatever, 12, 13, 14, it gets left out. Is there going to be an argument right there around those numbers?
1: Well, Dane, as long as there uh, is uh, an ESPN uh, and a show like this, there will be arguments whether they're uh, legitimate or not. But I I don't think so. uh, Because I mean, you could argue many, many years that there are barely four good teams for a playoff. And this year, there were probably six. But most years there aren't. So I, I can't imagine that the number nine or 10 or 11 team in the country, which is really where we'll be at that point because of the uh, automatic bids, is really going to have much of a say-so. I, I, I think that's been my biggest question with all this.
10: Uh, is it going to finally solve the problem of college football, or is it going to make it
1: bigger? I think it's going to be successful uh, because, I mean, just think, I I know, I know many of you are pro football fans. Some of you may not be. But the pro football playoffs are the most watched event in, on television every year. And there's a buildup to it. There's an excitement to it because you're, you, you have underdogs like we saw Sunday, uh, Green Bay beating Dallas. And, and can you imagine if you get a Georgia and Alabama uh, in, in a game in a Liberty or, I don't know, some other smaller school knocks them off? I mean, that's gonna be the talk of the nation the next day. Uh, So I I think there will be a lot of excitement. There's going to be a lot of problems with it for this reason, that the first week of the playoff is going to be the week before Christmas, which is a very busy week for most people. Uh, The the games will be on Friday. Uh, First game will be on Friday night, which is a terrible night for a college football game. The next games will be on Saturday. And and they're going to have to be squeezed in for the very obvious reason that the NFL playoffs take center stage. Can I – can I ask another question about a couple more callers?
10: Sure. Uh, okay. What happened to,
1: where's Jerome? And where's Bobby from Birmingham? And where's Charles from real town? Okay. Uh, Bobby from Birmingham, uh, I can not answer. He passed away two years ago um, and was tr- really one of Sorry, our favorite that. callers. Jerome is your typical fan who, when his team loses, he he quits, takes his ball home. and. and- <laughs> And, and uh, Charles from Realtown, as best I know, is still alive. Uh, I don't know whether they, uh, you know, he failed to pay a cell phone bill or not, but uh, we, we've heard from him <laughs> in, in the last year, and, and uh, he's truly one of the great callers and characters, and I've met him several times. He, he's a fun guy to talk to, and I wish he would call. Thank you very, very much for your call. And let's uh, check in with Kenneth, who is up next. Hello, Kenneth. Hey, Paul. Come on, man. Thank you. Paul? Yeah, we're here. Go right ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. Paul, here's
4: all I, 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 I got to say. It is right here. I think Alabama going to go all the way for some reason. Because just looking at this guy's resume and his character and what he did at other schools. And, Paul, let me just ask you one question. With all the transfer guys on Alabama team. How many five stars that you think Alabama have on that bench that hadn't even played yet? Uh,
1: I'm sure there's a few, but the two that they lost are very important. Uh, probably one of the most important positions on offense and I think the most mm-hmm. important position on defense, but that doesn't mean they can't uh, replace those guys. Uh, the, right. the, the pure My numbers are not exactly. a big deal. I don't, I don't care that 23 players have left. I do care that Caleb Downs left and Proctor left and a couple other guys left. But, uh well, yeah, they're, they're, well, have you know, if you ever gone through a revolving door, uh, as soon as somebody leaves, another person can can show up. Hey
4: Amen. That's my point, Paul. To all Alabama fans, you can't expect the coach to be there forever for one. So just appreciate what Nick did while he was there. And keep the faith. And Alabama be just fine.
1: Well, you, you and I know this, yeah. Kenneth. Uh, Alabama was good before Saban, not actually right before. But uh, A- Alabama is, is one of the most resilient programs. And, and the, the only thing that has undone Alabama are terrible hires. And terrible hires are people like Mike Shula, and Mike Price, Mike Dubose. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Alabama has that problem this time around. They've got somebody with uh, impeccable credentials. Uh, He didn't get the job because his father is famous. He didn't get the job because uh, the university uh, had its head stuck in the mud. Uh, He got the job because he was well vetted and, uh, and highly qualified. We'll take a short break, and we are back right after this.
0: You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.
1: And Rakia Jackson, great defensive player for the University of Tennessee, getting ready to take on Mississippi State. Let's get back to some calls, and Irvin is up next in Georgia. Hello, Irvin. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? We're doing well. Thank you.
0: I just want to say to all you Alabama fans, quit worrying. We, we, we all know that you're scared. We all know that you're scared and you need to stop worrying about what's,
9: what's going
0: what's gonna to happen to you guys. So I just want to say quit worrying and relax because you know it's our time still and Kirby is going gonna, gonna to clean up. That's all I have to say.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for enlightening us. Mike is up next in Kentucky. Uh, hey, Mike. Kirby's going to
0: clean up, huh? Did he take that job sweeping popcorn off from underneath the seats at Bryant Denny, Paul? I believe he did. Wow. He is falling fast. Well, Paul, I called to talk to you. I'm thinking about retiring as a fan. College football is just fast becoming all the reasons why I don't watch pro football. You know, coaches used to be revered for their ability to evaluate talent and develop it. Not anymore. Just throw a bag of money at it. It'll come to you like a blowfly to a turd. You know, college football used to be about loyalty, tradition, camaraderie. Not anymore. It's just all the reasons why I don't watch pro football, Paul. It's just getting – I mean, I kind of see why Nick Saban – retired it ain't the game he grew up with that's for darn sure oh i got it paul i'll transfer i'll hit the portal i'm gonna become a south dakota state jackrabbit fan paul no more expectations of highly regarded recruiting classes i won't have to worry about national championships no more i won't even have to worry about winning a game paul but when we do I'm going to still sing Ram Jamma. I'm just changing it up a
1: little bit. We just jumped the hell out of you. Roll that gum, Todd. You- John is up next in St. Louis. So hello, John.
5: Paul, how are you doing today?
1: Very well, John. Thank you for asking.
5: Paul, before I get started here, I want to ask you a couple of quick questions. Uh, the first one I always ask you is, Are you on long distance or are you live streaming this show? Uh, (laughs) This
1: is long distance, Sean.
5: And the other thing is, did you get a new sweater for Christmas? You look pretty sharp today.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, I did. And uh, it was cold here, like I'm sure it is where you are.
5: Yeah. Anyway, Paul, this is going to be one of these calls I think you're going to be glad to hear about. But, Paul, I'm going to tell you this is my last phone call, okay? And I leave you today, Paul, and you can talk about it all you want. You can interpret it as you want. That's your right, sir. Okay. But as I leave here today, I want you to listen to this. Before I leave here today, I want you to know, you think how much you're going to miss me, and you're going to miss me calling in here. But, Paul, you won't have John from St. Louis to kick around anymore, because today this is my last call. And this will be one in which I welcome the opportunity. I've always welcomed the opportunity, Paul, to test which with you. But I always res- And I always respected you, Paul, and it hasn't come the other way. I have, I always, I, I, a lot of times I disagree with you, Paul, but a lot, unlike some people, I don't cancel subscriptions, Paul, to radio shows or newspapers or any editorials. That's not the way I am. I believe in listening and reading, Paul, what my opponents and everyone says about issues that I don't agree with, Paul, but apparently you guys don't. And I hope that's what I'm going to say today.
1: Well, John, if I could offer one thing. Yes, Paul. Uh, We will miss you because you have been an enlightening caller, and I probably have not handled you at times, but... Uh, I am
5: already missing you. Well, Paul, it's okay. That's your right. But see, Paul, <laughs> my, my point that I'm trying to make, Paul, and let me finish here, is your show doesn't, doesn't let people complete the full circle of, of the, thought, the thought process, if you will, about what we're, trying to, the, what we're trying to say. You have your own group of individuals and institutions that you adhere to. And it goes, it, it goes back to a lot of things that I've called about and talked to before about the press ball, about the liberal press. You go back to the 1960s and the Pentagon papers and the Washington post, New York times, etc., etc. et cetera. And you guys just don't get it. Okay. So there's no reason for people like me who the want to Pentagon talk. Papers were in sense, 1971. Well, they may have been 1971, Paul. The goal goes back to even the 1950s, the early 50s. Okay. Okay. You you understand that? You agree with that?
1: Well, listen, I I am interested in your point of view, uh, whether I agree or disagree. I'm I'm, I'm letting you present it.
5: Okay, Paul. Anyway, it was good talking to you folks. You say goodbye. I think his name is Danny or Daniel. I always talk to you guys. Well, John, but, you know, before so, you go. There's, no, there's um, no reason for me to call up here anymore, John, Paul. before you go. And I think go, I just explain the reason why, okay? May I you offer guys, anything in, in, as a response? That's what free speech is, Paul. Well, you go I, ahead and talk I, about I, it. Think, apparently you I, I do think not John, believe that. John, uh,
1: instead of being a quitter, which you are, you should continue to fight for what you believe in.
5: Paul, you know what my answer is to that?
1: No. <laughs> I, I'm sorry that he proved my point, but that was John's final call. We will have a morning session right after the break.
9: You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.